welcome to Rebel High Command Cast, an Imperial Assault podcast for 2023 and beyond. This podcast is hosted by the iCommand YouTube channel and sponsored by listeners like you through Patreon. If you want to support IA content in 2023, head over to patreon.com slash iCommand and become a patron today. This is episode 22. I am your host, TV Boy, a.k.a. Noah, and I'm joined by my co-host, Second Flock, a.k.a. Wesley. Wesley, how you doing? Doing great. How are you doing, Noah? I'm doing pretty good. Another nice Saturday morning to record some content. Actually, we've got a special topic for today. The uh, Season 8, Version 8.1 update is about to drop. We're actually going to drop it tomorrow. Um, So by the time you read this, it should be up. Yep, exactly. (laughs) And we'll be having a tournament on the 29th, so... Uh, definitely go check that out. Hopefully I can get a VOD up of the, the tournament there. That's going to be happening on Memorial mm-hmm. Day. It's actually kind of special. We, we're dropping the update a day early so that um, folks can actually play on the holiday, the Memorial Day holiday. We can have a tournament. I thought that would be fun. Yeah, I think you guys uh, just finished finalizing this, correct? Uh, we finalized it on Friday, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, no, Thursday. Thursday. Actually, yeah, you sent these to me like one day ahead of time. Yeah, we um, we set a deadline for ourselves um, the 25th so that we could get it out early, and we actually made our deadline for once, so go us. Um, so yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, the 8.1 updates. We're going to be skipping some of our normal segments just so we can have some more time to talk about this and not get go overly long. Um, but we'll still be doing uh, talking about games we played and community updates and all of that. Also, I did want to mention that it was brought to my attention that um, there was an echo in some previous episodes. Uh, I realized it was being caused by my um, my audio, my recording, picking up uh, Wesley's voice in my headset. Basically, my microphone was picking up the sound coming from the head headphones. Uh, I think we fixed it. I just did a test with him. Uh, I've got a separate little earbud now in my my right ear, and my head uh, microphone is situated on the left side of my face. And it did not pick up any of Wesley's audio when we did a test recording, so hopefully that echo will not be there anymore, and I don't have to keep editing it out <laughs> badly. Apparently. Man, the things you do for content. <laughs> I know. As, as little editing as I can do is always the best. Yeah. Okay, um, let's see. So let's uh, let's talk about some uh, games that we've p- been playing. Um, okay. What you been up to? Yeah, well, I can help contribute to us uh, getting into the 8.1 changes because I haven't played any recently. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually supposed to, uh, not um, IACP, but I was supposed to do a campaign game or two this afternoon with a friend uh, who I got him to play once and he's... Been very excited to do it again. Uh, we had a plan, however, he was also moving this week and messaged me yesterday like, Hey, I, I didn't realize I don't have internet because I moved two days ago and uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to play today. So that'll happen at some point. Uh, yeah, as far as IACP, I'm hoping we'll see if I can join that uh, May 29th tournament. It'll probably be a last minute choice if I do, and if not, uh, probably gonna wait till after the weekend to try and get some games in because uh, now we're in eight point one and I know it's changing. Yes, um, I did. I had my league game. 
uh, against Destructor, and that was uh, the Calcestis and Ahsoka versus his Palpatine Grand Inquisitor and Second Sister um, that actually I turned into a short and put up on the channel, so you guys can check out kind of the highlights from that uh, that match, but basically a Force Low Super Clutch that game um, allowed me to uh, trap the Inquisitor uh, in a spot where he couldn't activate before I activated two of my Jedi, uh, and got to kill him before he activated that way, and then the next round I had Destructor had initiative and it was about to like just completely obliterate Cal with Palpatine uh, Force Lightning plus Emperor Attack plus um, Palpatine Lightsaber Attack uh, but Force Slow allowed Cal to go to stop Palpatine from activating first and allowed him to actually kill Palpatine with a pummel so yeah I feel like those shorts have been really a really nice way to engage with some IA content for uh you know, viewers that don't want to sit through the long-form content or just get a new audience. Uh, I think those highlights have been very, very useful, very nice to watch and see. Yeah, definitely check those out if you haven't already on um, YouTube. If you go to the short section or if you go to my channel and click on the shorts tab, um, I uploaded three through new ones this week. Uh, it's something I'm experimenting with to see. And the... Um, Two of them have gotten like okay views, but the uh, the one with the orbital bombardment, that one has gotten quite a lot more views than my normal videos. So uh, that's kind of funny. People really want to see orbital bombardment do something. Yeah, although it could always be part of the algorithm that uh, causes that bump. Because I know when I did shorts based on the uh, reveals you gave me for season eight, some of them got you know fifty views, and then one or two of them had like. 300 views and they were all posted in the same day and it was like oh well maybe it's because this was the first one or the last one something the algorithm decided let's pick this up yeah it's been a learning curve for me with shorts because i've i've done them before and they're kind of they're kind of niggly to deal with they like you can't set a custom thumbnail for them they just automatically pick one from mm -hmm. like a screenshot of the video which was really annoying because when i made like a davith short about how to play Davith, it like used a thumbnail of Myrn instead because she was <laughs> part of the video and that was really annoying. So I'm trying the what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to have a picture of the card in the video the entire for the entire minute that's being featured. So like I have Cal like a uh Cal's card in the video the whole time so that no matter what um screenshot it uses it's got Cal there in the thumbnail. I forgot to do that for the orbital bombardment, so it doesn't actually show orbital bombardment in the thumbnail of that short. <laughs> but yet, still, it's still the most pop. It's still like twice as popular as the other two. So, anyway, that's some yeah. behind-the-scenes stuff. Nobody cares about analytics and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> so let's get into it. Um, we've got so season eight, uh, version eight point one. We've got 17 cards that have been changed, 14 of which are from Season 8. Three are actually from other seasons. So, um, the reason that we did that, and I'll get into it a little bit, but we've had a, a couple of cards that we realized the templating was off and wanted to correct them, and so we thought, let's just get them out as soon as possible, and so it made sense to drop them with 
this update since we were already going to be updating Vassal, Tabletop Admiral, all our PDFs. So might as well just get it get it over with and then you know let people know that they're being changed. But they're not functional changes. They're just the templating could have been better, so we're fixing that. Um, and then one of right. them is a change that is an old card that is being changed because of season eight, and we'll get into that too. So yeah. I actually yeah. have the article, um, the announcement article finished. I just finished it yesterday, and it, mm. I'm going to go by that and go in or that order. Um, it'll be up on my screen, but you can't see it, Wesley. So just follow okay. along with that um, Google Drive folder I sent you, and we should be good. Will do. And I think it'd be fun to play a game of uh, what's changed, because I've looked at these changes, but I have not referenced uh, any of the original cards since yesterday. So there's a couple where I'm like, what actually changed here? i gotta, <laughs> got to try and pinpoint it. Alright, yeah, let's do it. So, getting into it, uh, we've got our first one. Again, this is a templating... So, let, here's how we're going to do it. I'm going to start off with... Some of them are just templating updates. They're not really functional changes. It's just the cards are worded better. So... Uh, starting off with Just Business, this was the one-point scum leader command card that um, gives figures professional. Can you tell what has changed mm -hmm. with this card? Yeah, so you changed it so that it now says that you were only giving professional to figures that don't have it. I think in the original, it didn't specify that, and you guys were kind of playing with like, oh, we think that we want it to be something that can't stack. You either have professional or you don't. Uh, and I think this is just to make it more clear to people that, you know, you only get it if you don't already have it. Yeah, that was a, kind of a weird one, trying to figure out how keywords stack. And mm -hmm. we realized that instead of having to answer that question, we can just change change the question. Uh, which So now it's, no, you can't have professional twice. <laughs> Just well, actually, the, the change in here prompted a question from me then. So I think the operative word in this new version is the word printed mm -hmm. professional ability. Um, and my question would be, well, what if you happen to be able to play two copies of Just Business in one round? Uh, I don't think that's possible because you can't do that with Afra. What if your opponent also has just business in their discard? Uh, I don't think you can do that anyway. I'll have to check and see if that's possible, because I don't think you can play the same... You can't play a command card with the same name in the same timing window, so the, the same way you can't play two reinforcements, you mm. wouldn't be able to play two just businesses cards, because they have the same name. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, was like, I still there's... think that that if this just said you know friendly scum figures without the professional ability gain professional would be a little more clear. That printed word is like the problem with that is that it creates a paradox, right? Because then once you gain professional, mm -hmm. you have not, you now have professional, so you shouldn't be gaining it. So then you stop gaining professional, but then you have professional. You, then you don't have professional, so you gain professional again. It turns into a loop <laughs> where the card keeps negating itself, so that's why you have to have that printed word there. Hmm. Okay, I can I can see that. 
Because that's that would be the question that we would get. It was like, well, if my figure has professional, does it not gain it anymore? Yeah, I guess the uh, it'll really come down to how many people are still asking questions about how this stacks <laughs> to see if the community, you know, is still confused by this or not. Yeah, your question was interesting, but I I remember that I was like, that shouldn't be possible because you shouldn't be able to play the same command card. We did that with Afro. You can't. We figured it out you can't play the fuel upgrade twice, no matter what, and so. You shouldn't be able to do that with just business. You can only play one copy. Mm-hmm. All right, next one. Churret. All right, you know what we changed to Churret? Churret, let me pull him back out. So I think you guys just switched the names of his uh, <laughs> of his abilities. Yes, that's what so, we did. Yeah, which I'm a very big fan of here. Um yeah, this one was... I mean, Turret kept changing in development, so his abilities kept tr- switching around. And then somebody pointed out that, you know, the one ability clearly leads into the other ability, and it's kind of weird that they're out of order. The um, mm-hmm. move two spaces to be adjacent to a hostile figure clearly leads into the when a target attack targeting you and you're adjacent to a hostile figure. So we switched them. So now the movement is first, called I'm one with the force, the and the... Um, defense ability is second, called the forces with me. Yeah, this is a very aesthetically pleasing update, and I'm Good. glad you guys did it. <laughs> Alright, next one is an old card, K2SO from Season 5. Uh, another templating update. I don't know if you want to take a crack at that one, too. Well, I actually had take. This is one of the ones that I uh, could not tell what was different. I made a guess. Um... But now you're saying it's a templating update, so... You know, I kind of thought maybe you had turned continually unexpected from an ability to a special action. Nope. Like you could just shoot ranged attacks if you had two tokens before, but if it's a templating ability, you're not changing how it works, so I'm not really sure what changed here. Yeah, this one, I figured this one will stump you, especially since this one's actually two changes. So. Mm. We updated Vague and Unconvincing from... It used to say, while defending, your player and your opponent cannot spend power tokens or play command cards. We changed it to, while you are defending, to clarify that this ability is only active while K2SO is defending, not while mm-hmm. both players are defending. That was, that's what was confusing. Was It says, while defending, your player... And so it sounds like when whenever K2SO's controller is defending... Or whenever mm-hmm. the opponent is defending, then they cannot spend power tokens. So, that one is more clear, and we, I also realized that casting said I had to had an error. It said, gain up to one power token. Well, that means that the ability is not optional, and you might be in a situation where it triggers and he already has two power tokens. And then you have to use the ability that's once per round, um, even if you don't want to. So, that got changed to a May ability. It just says you mm-hmm. may gain one damage power token. Gotcha. Nice. Um, the only th- other thing I notice on the new one is it looks like in Continuously Unexpected, you guys squeezed the number two and the symbol of the damage token very close together. Uh, that's actually... You're close. I actually did space out the surge power token a little bit more evenly. But the the damage token and the two were always kind of next to each other like that. 
I mean, I'm looking on a tabletop admiral, and they look like there's a little more space there. Oh, well, that might be an old version of the card. <laughs> Either way, it's here nor there. Um, I did kind of get the sense that there was, like, a few more words on this card somehow. But, like I said, I couldn't put my finger on what was changed. Yeah, it's while you are defending instead of wall defending. Yep. So, two more words on the top. Alright, yep. next one is Rapid Recalibration. This is from Season 5. Um, do you know what we changed on this one? Pull this back up. Alright, well... Use while attacking after attack die are rolled or re-rolled. Oh my god, there's a typo. That's, <laughs> that timing is definitely different. Uh, after attack die are rolled or re-rolled. I think it used to just be after re-rolls are performed. Uh, it used to say before the opponent re-rolls their dice. Mm. Which is very confusing for some people. Uh, because they thought that you could only use it if the opponent uses a reroll effect. So, that was feedback that I had been getting oh. from some people. Um, so, this was much clearer, just saying, because what we wanted it to do was, we wanted it to happen after you performed your rerolls as the attacker, but before the opponent performed their rerolls as the defender. Um, right. This makes it a little slightly more flexible. Technically, this means you can play this before you re-roll one of your other dice, like, but, um, that's okay, because why would you do that, right? You would just want to do yeah. all your re-rolls first before you use this, just so you have perfect information. Yeah. Um, right. And I'm glad I caught this typo, because I'm going to go fix this before the article goes up. Which typo? It might, uh, might still be in Vassal, but that's okay. <laughs> Um, Alright, so now let's get into the true updates for 8.1. So yes. the first one I'm going to talk about is Orbital Bombardment. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I see the change here. Uh, we did the thing where we cut the cost in half and uh, got rid of the stream. Yep, that's what we did. What do you think? Um, you know, before, when you mentioned this, this is an idea during the card's development, I was all for it. After your short, where it shows it, this card actually doing something, uh, I'm like, well, <laughs> this, this might actually be too good at two. Because even without the strain, uh, two damage to, like, four to six figures, or three or six figures... It's still a lot, and I, I think the even in your short, it was like not a lot of strain damage being spread around. It was mostly um, just the straight damage from the card. Yep. Um, yeah, I kind of felt the same after that. After I made that, I was like, oh wait, is this made me too good now? Um, <laughs> but that was the only game I've seen Bombardment do anything, and the other thing about that game was... It almost did nothing, because Thrawn came very close to dying before he could right. deploy the bombardment tokens. He was basically on one health, and got very lucky. Uh, so, that's what I've seen in all the other games I've had orbital bombardment in, is that the carrier dies. It's, very, it's just mm -hmm. not difficult to get in there and kill the carrier before they can um, deploy the bombardment tokens. 
So that makes it super punishing, right, to lose four VPs because it's an attachment, lose your figure as well, and then not get anything from the card effect. So, you, you, so there's a high chance of whatever points you pour into this attachment, you get nothing for it. Um, right. It's just super risky. So I think the the risk factor on top of the how circumstantial the card is, right? Because if it's like round four and the only figures on the table are hostile figures that are full health, like doing two damage to a bunch of them it might not matter. Yeah, that's true too. So you have to set it up, which means you have to leave figures on the table. I really actually like Orbital Bombardment right now as a Zillow counter, um, specifically mm -hmm. for Zillow Trooper spam. Mm -hmm. I've I've yeah. noticed it's starting to really pick up in popularity, right? I think you've probably seen it. Yeah. I mean, I tried it once. <laughs> Almost got it out. Yeah, it's just been a lot of Imperial Trooper lists kind of running around the meta and doing yes. well. Yeah, I've seen that. And they're powered by the power of Zillow Technique, being able to keep them alive and force the opponent to waste extra attacks to finish them off. And I'm I'm kind of hopeful that Orbital is like a counterpick to that. Hmm. Now, the other thing is we get to test it, right? And so we'll see if it's too strong. If it does end up doing what we saw in that short more often than not and getting like two or three kills at the end of a game, um, then maybe we have to look at either... I don't know about adjusting the points back up. I still feel like two is like the max we should ever make <laughs> a skirmish upgrade cost. This yeah, I wanted to comment like the one time I ran this, I think I ran Rebel High Command instead of R two D two. Yeah, and I think I had to drop a second focuser, and someone commented like, "Ooh, bold move, making a rebel list without R two and a two focusers." And I was like, "Well, yeah, I, I gotta, you know, I'm living on a McDonald's wage budget here. I gotta make some cuts." Yeah, and that's what I mentioned in the article. Is four points is a premium figure cost that you're giving yeah. up to put it in your deck. So. Two points is already a concession. You're giving up some good value with two points. Um, it's and it's two points that's scorable, you know. So, mm -hmm. so yeah. we'll see how that goes. All right. Yeah. Next one. I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, just I was gonna say, not entirely sure how I feel about it, but I did always want this card to to wind up at two uh, points instead of like three or four. Uh, so we'll see how this goes. Yeah, there's knobs we can turn still. Like we could do, have it do less damage, and we could we could make the special action not perform an attack. Although I don't know how much that would actually change. Um, that that might make it actually stronger with like um, oh single purpose single purpose yeah because yeah. already if I'm running orbital I'm, I'm wanting to run change of plans and possibly new orders. Yeah. So so that's. That is Orbital Bombardment. Okay, next one I have, because yep. we're in neutral faction right now, is uh, Supercharge. So, this is the one-point Technician command card. Yes. So, yeah, my my take on the changes here, um, I think you guys clarified... You tried to clarify further when the yellow dice get added. Yep. Like, as, at like the last, the super very last effect before anything else this is when you add up to dice until you have four yes uh, you also changed the cost for the strain mm -hmm. which i'm a fan of 
I think it used to be surges rolled, and yep. now it's just dice added is the number of strain you take. Yeah. Yep. So, something I noticed was that people were playing supercharge only if they had two attack dice technicians. Because um, mm-hmm. then you are getting max value. I mean, max value is R2-D2, right? Getting three yellow dice, but you really yeah. want to be getting two yellow dice from this to um, to not, to justify the strain you're taking, which often ended up being three strain, no matter whether you added one dice or two dice. Um, yeah. And that, felt, that made it so that it was very unappealing for figures like uh, Chewbacca, Calcestis, E-Webs, those kind of figures. So, yeah. th- this change... They add one dice and take three strain. Like, definitely not worth a one-point card. Yeah, adding one yellow dice and taking three strain, like you said. So, now it's add one yellow dice, take one strain. Um, and that feels fair because it's a one-point card, right? You're adding a di- an attack die yeah. for one point. So, a little, a little mm-hmm. bit of strain is justified. If you're adding two dice for one point, you take two strain. That still feels fair and take three strain for three dice, that's pretty much what you're already doing with, like, R2-D2. And in that case, you're, you know, he already heals. Yeah. But really, if you're going out with R2-D2 like that, you're probably late game and, and down to your last few chips, so that's your big swing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've seen anybody do the R2 supercharge yet. Oh, I gotta go check the hmm. logs. That would be a fun one to show. Yeah, definitely. All right. Getting into Rebels. So our first one for Rebels is going to be Mr. Malbus, Baze himself. Mr. Malbus. So I think the the main change here is he changed his Into the Fray to grant surge tokens instead of power tokens. Yep, that's the only change to Baze Malbus is mm-hmm. uh, surge tokens instead of damage power tokens. Yeah, I saw someone comment somewhere that he had trouble getting uh, surges out, but also that he was doing a little too much damage. So it was like the ranged cleave he had was more of a novelty most of the time than it was like a, you know part of his kit. Was that? Was like, oh yeah, a little extra. Was that me that said that? That might have been you. Okay. Just something I saw in the Slack. Because that's what I've been saying. Is that's what I've seen in the game logs is. For some reason, he just can't get surges to get to stick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, either because he's weakened from scout troopers, or C three PO's in the way, or black dice just randomly rolling evades against him, and he can't get the surges to stick. Both times I played him, I played him with Kotun on the team, and so for me, I am just like, oh. Well, I'll just have Kotun give out power tokens, and if I want him to do, you know, damage power tokens, I'll do that. And if you run him with Rebel Salvadors, you know, here's some extra surge tokens for them. Yeah. So I'm not here nor there too much with the change. I guess uh, reining in his damage a little bit, but adding to his spread damage would be, you know, I guess that's a good way to kind of balance. I've seen people say he's a little too strong, just a little bit. Yeah, and he was so popular. He's the most played season eight card for play yeah. t- play testing data so far. I think I'm a week behind. I haven't gotten week four in yet, but he was in two thirds of all rebel lists, um, and he had a seventy five percent win rate. So he has been warping 
kind of warping the early playtest meta around himself. Yeah, he's Rebel Onar. That's what I've seen people say. I mean, he's, he's better because he's got Assault. <laughs> Onar can't attack twice. No, but Onar does have, you know, other things to make up for it. Yeah, I guess Both you get a second attack's worth of damage out of Hunter cards with Onar. Yeah. Um, sure. And he's got his Rush, and he's got a Get Down. So... Yeah, so this was the only change to Baze. It's actually a pretty minor change in my eyes, and it's also kind of a lateral change, because you're doing less damage to the target, um, so you're not deleting things quite as quickly, but you're doing a lot more spread damage with this change, so you're, you're mm -hmm. racking up incidental damage that's going to make it easier to get kills later in the game. Um, but the big change that right. we did make to Baze was actually his command card. Yeah, uh, final stand. So you guys turned this... It's still two points, but you turned it into a call to Vanguard. Uh, no, that's not the right one. Into Dying Lunge. I mean... Yeah. Call to Vanguard, Dying Lunge. He's he's a ranged attacker somewhere in the middle. So it's actually... Dying Lunge. It's more, yeah, it's more yeah. of a combination between Dying Lunge and Extra Protection... Onar's command mm -hmm. card. Yeah. It's not a start of rounds. So you can't do it just whenever you want. Like, it's not a I awesome just meant the move and attack aspect, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. So, yeah, right, so now it's... Um, and I, I don't think we've been reading these out. You, it says, two points. Use when a friendly figure within three spaces has suffered damage equal to its health before it is defeated. So that can include Baze as well. Uh, it says, mm -hmm. move up to two spaces, gain one power token of any type, then perform an attack. Then that friendly figure is defeated. So it can either be Dying Lunge, where also you get spotted a power token. Uh, mm -hmm. So you move two spaces and perform an attack, and then you're defeated. Or it can be kind of a version of extra protection, where when a friendly, another friendly figure within three spaces is defeated, you get to move two spaces and perform an attack. Uh, but then that friendly figure is still defeated. So, so what was the reasoning behind this one? Uh, the reasoning was... So the original one had a kind of a miracle worker effect tied to it if Baze had not activated yet. But it right. also okay. still gave him that free bonus attack or move. So for two points, what we were often seeing was this card was giving Baze an extra three attacks that he would not have otherwise gotten. Mm. So three attacks for two points is a little bit over the curve. I mean, a lot over the curve. Um, that's what I think that was really what was making him so powerful is when he drew his command card. Um, I think what it should have been was either you get the free attack if you have activated already, or you get the miracle worker. Mm -hmm. But it was so hard to figure out how to template that to make it not super confusing. So instead, we just decided to get rid of the miracle worker aspect altogether and just kind of make it so. No matter what, the card always gives you one extra attack. Yeah. And you spawn with a power token. Yeah, that was kind of a, like, is this really worth two points if it's Dying Lunge, but it's only for one figure? I actually thought it was, because you're getting that extra flexibility of being able to use it on another figure dying, but um, the the little power token was just kind of another knob to turn to, like, get it up to the power level we want it to be at. Well, there's that, but there's also, like... It's Dying Lunge, but with a ranged figure. 
that's what I said too. <laughs> it's dying lunge <laughs> with a ranged attack. That's a lot stronger than dying lunge. Yeah. Um, but but it's nice. Yeah, it looks like an extra dying lunge from Mara. So. I'd and like yes, that. it is another dying lunge for Mara Jade. Yep. So I like that too, though. Uh, that's also why I had to put in the uh, that then that friendly figure is defeated. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you could do dying lunge. You could do this and then do dying lunge. Uh. <laughs> so Nick, we nicked that one. Um, all right, let's go to the next one. We've got Calcestis. Calcestis. So I think he upped his health from thirteen to fourteen. Yep. Um, I don't remember if Force Slow ever had a range limit of three spaces. Yeah, I did. But that would be okay. So is it just the health? Yep, we just upped his health from thirteen to fourteen. He just felt a little squishy at thirteen. Um, somebody mm. pointed out to me that in all my game logs with Cal, I'd been talking about him as if he had 14 health and playing him that yeah, way. Yeah, you, you've definitely been doing that, and then you'd realize, like, halfway through a log that he had one less health, and you'd be like, oh, yeah, he's pretty squishy. <laughs> yeah, he is squishy for 8 points, um, especially compared to, like, Kane and Jairus, who is who was originally 8 points for 14 health and a defense bonus with the reroll. Um, but uh, when you compare him to the Grand Inquisitors, yeah, fifteen health and seven. Yep, and compared to like Zeb, who's eight points for fifteen health. Yeah. So, wanted to try. So I agree with the the one extra point. Yeah. Not. Tr- I don't think fifteen is is warranted because four slow is just really powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think fourteen is warranted for him. I think he's yeah, four like a sleeper ability because I, you know, now that I've seen it play out a few times, it looks awesome. But before it was like, even theoretically being told what it could do, it's like, eh, maybe that'll happen one day, sort of. Uh, it's good. But no, people are making it happen. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's a really good ability. Yeah. Um. Okay. Next one is Cal's buddy. This command card. So, yep, it's now a one point card. Yes. So, I think. It's been hard for people to fit this into the list, especially because it's kind of an oddball effect to get, like, a companion that's just healing you um, and maybe yeah. deleting a terminal, but... A terminal deletion, though. This card should be good. I think this card was being underplayed at 2, but I understand why people were hesitant to make room, because there's so many cards you need to play in a force user list and a technician list. Mm-hmm. With Cal, you have to put in knowledge and defense and dying lunge and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think this should make it easier to fit, and people will see how good how good it is to have a technician companion on the battlefield. He can even play navigation. Yep, he can do. Just throwing things out there. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Now people will have a chance to see, and then. You know, a month from now, he'll be a problem, and we can bump him up to two again. <laughs> yep, probably. <laughs> we'll see. Alright, and then the final for Rebels is another old card. Our third old card and last one is going to be Lando Calrissian. Uh, is getting an update for Season 8. He's also getting a, a bit of a makeover. His uh, art was a little bit uh, plain and boring in the old version. We I went ahead and added a nice little Cloud City background. Nice. That's a nice heart change. But the main but, uh, change... I, I, wish... I don't know if you noticed yeah. what the main change is. 
Yeah, um, Shrewd Scoundrel only works with Resourceful now. Yes. Um, so this is the only old card that we're actually changing how it works. Um, but I think for most people will agree that it's really not going to change how it, he works most of the time. Um, yeah. You pretty much always used Shrewd Scoundrel when you did the Resourceful reroll. Uh, we had originally left that restriction off of the card just to reduce the wordiness of the ability, but also to just give some flexibility in how you could use it and make it a little more fun. Um, but that has now come back to bite us with double or nothing. Um, yeah. Uh, which was a combo we didn't realize was a thing um, until people brought it up. And then we actually like did some focus testing on it. Um, Morgan and I played some games where we tested it out, and it really was too powerful. Like, I, at first I thought, well, maybe Lando could use, you know, could use this little boost. Um, he doesn't really need it, and it's just kind of an insane amount of damage you can deal by quadrupling a dice result. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like eight damage on a green die. That's insane. And it, and it's super consistent, which was the other problem. It's not hard to mm -hmm. not hard to pull it off, because you also cheat to win to kind of uh, rig the results. So that's the one where you can change the dice to any face. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, with that definitely. So. Um, Alright, so let's go to Empire. So the one that everybody, I'm sure, has been waiting for is Vader's Finest. Boo. <laughs> so that's quite a few changes. Oh, you guys, you guys keep doing this one dirty. <laughs> uh, so now, it, I think it gave two movement points before on the first attack move, and now it only gives one space, which you know, I, I see a reason for that. Um, so now it's just like a little bump instead of a, a an action and a half. Mm. And then the bottom one, you limited it, you made it burn. It only works if they have two dice or less. Yes. But we did not restrict it to non-unique figures. Are there any unique troopers that have two or less die? Uh, no. Interestingly, <laughs> I thought there maybe there were, but there are not. Um, but um, that means you can still use it with Del Mico. Um, you don't why? get focus from it, but you get a special action that gives you an extra movement, which will pair with his expertise ability. I mean, I I would rather be able to focus snow troopers or dubacks. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why that says that. Um, I mentioned in my article that we realized even if we limit it to non-uniques, we still have the problem that dobacks and snowtroopers exist, and that's not really that's not really something we want. Is giving Empire four point four dice attackers. Um, interesting. Nobody nobody's really been playtesting them with Science Finest or with Vader's Finest. I keep doing that. Uh, so we don't have a lot of data, but it's kind of just something we realize we don't really want um, Empire to have access to. I wouldn't... 
Well, I mean, maybe it would have been good on a do-back because they get mounted and then perform an attack and, you know, 8.0 moving 2 would have been nice yep. after being focused in round 1. So that might have been worth it. I definitely did want to try out uh, Snow Troopers with Vader's Finest. Now, now not so much. Yeah. But, uh... So that's the point. Um, you know, it the, the fact that we've had to rein this in so many times makes me think... Maybe the old Vader's finest has some untapped potential there with those snowtroopers. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's true. If you won't focus on your snowtroopers and dewbacks, you take the old Vader's finest. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's fine. We're fine with that. Um, it's still good with scout troopers. It's still good with. It's still gonna honestly be good with jet troopers, just not cra so crazy with their movement shenanigans. Yeah, I can see why you had to move it down to one and. Also, to make it a space, because of the Super Commandos, you don't want free... I think it was Jetpack Rockets, but it only works on one of their abilities, so maybe it was the Block Tokens. Uh, it was the Rockets. Yeah. And But yeah, yeah. I can see a Focus Attack, Rocket, and also Move 4 is a lot. Yeah, we didn't and even want to give them jets. a 50% discount on a Jetpack Rocket by giving them one movement point. But also, yeah. you, when you do a, one movement, you really want it to be move one space anyway, so that you can still move through like difficult terrain so that's mm -hmm. the other reason to do it that way um and then what did i write in the there's one other thing oh yeah the other reason to change it to move one space instead of move two spaces is it just created an annoying play pattern with the like sniper troopers so like scout troopers of you move three spaces, you attack, and then you move three spaces back to your hiding hiding place. Mm. Like that kind of peekaboo gameplay is already annoying as it is when you can do it with two spaces. So by limiting this down, we've uh, made it so that you have an odd number of movements. So you're not going to be able to get back to where you started from, unless you're only moving in two. But I I heard that a lot of I guess a lot of the, uh, the higher level strats are to move three into position, then shoot. So you can't move all the way back after that. Yeah, you. I mean, you without the card, you can already move two and move move two back. So mm -hmm. we're not enabling that peekaboo strategy anymore. Mm -hmm. um, <sighs> it was fun while it lasted, guys. You're still getting focused. And originally, it didn't even last <laughs> until 8.0 drops. I wanted to do this three times around. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty broken. Alright. Um, enough on that. Okay, next one is Delmico, who we already mentioned. So, um, despite the change to Vader's... Or to Zion, uh, what am I saying? To Vader's Finest. I keep saying Zion's Finest. Vader's Finest. Uh, we're still changing Delmico. Mm -hmm. We did get comments from people that he seems like a really efficient figure already at five points. And the expertise can just kind of get out of hand with certain abilities. So um, this one's mm, people are on the fence, at least in the committee, about this one. So I wouldn't be surprised if we come back to this. Uh, it was hard to get data on Del Miko because of Vader's finest, and because of Baze too. Like Baze was just kill crushing everybody, so we don't really know how all the other cards were performing because they're all losing to Baze. So. Um, <laughs> expertise. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what do you, you probably see the change here? Yeah. So, uh, I 
think it it makes sense. Um, yeah, just for the yeah. listeners, uh, expertise has been changed. So now instead of getting a full free action after you perform a special action, you gain two movement points. Because I think a lot of the time you want to at least move a little bit on your turn. And well, first of all, it's it's like full circle. I think an episode or two ago you hinted at this. You said. Oh, we're thinking about Delmico, and there's ways to not give full actions. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, oh, he's going to give him half an action of movement points, aren't you? Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Uh, and I think, you know, movement points, they're fine, they're good. You could use this with a lot of things. He's still got gifted mechanics, so he could still mechanic move two and attack, or mechanic and move six. Um, definitely reigns him in a bit, but like you said, he did a lot. For five, and he's got a lot of good traits, so I think this is a good change. Yeah, his traits, especially like he has access to strategic shift, uh, grenadier, and set the charge. Um, he's also got some other cards that are really good that are escaping my memory here. Um, urgency, field tactician. And you often see him run with Aiden, so, you know, he's good at playing field tactician when she can't. Uh, what's the other one? There's one more. Oh, his card. His command card is so good with the old mm-hmm. expertise. Like, I saw it getting played, and it basically turns him into Emperor Palpatine, right? Because it's just a free action for him, and then he's giving an attack to another figure, but it's not just an attack, it's... It could be their special action attack. So, like, Grand Inquisitor was doing lightsaber throws off of this. Um, yeah. You, yeah. Could, you could be doing brutalities off of that. Like, Palpatine eats your heart out. He can't do that. Oh, my gosh. Brutalities. Anything mm-hmm. that's an attack that comes from a special action, like, you could do that. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, I, I push hard for that. I think, I just thought three actions for a five-point figure that's a three-dice attacker was kind of extreme. And I think I saw feedback from other people that were saying it's it's a lot. And it's it's so easy to trigger. It's much easier to trigger than you, you think it would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, with the old uh, Vader's Finest and the old Del Mico, you could what? Uh, forgetting the focus, um, the top half of that, you would attack gain two movement points and then expertise gain an action and you could so you could move four attack and then move six back yeah so effectively <laughs> you could move five right no wait does that work no you'd move four you'd have to move no, you only you, move four you'd have to move four attack and then yeah move six which is really annoying but even now with. you yeah like you said even now you can still move four attack and move three back it's an odd number but it's it's a lot closer to peekaboo than uh you guys are trying to let be enabled yeah so i mean i move three attack move three yeah i think vader's finest is actually not terrible on del mico because you get to do that move three move three back Mm -hmm. it's not as powerful as it was because he doesn't get the focus but you know gotta be fair yeah although i would have preferred vader's finest to be the uh just not work on uniques because i think one, I did want to try that on the Snowtroopers, but two, uh, and I can see why you don't want four die free attackers, but two, uh, I think lore-wise, Vader's Finance is like, yeah, these are Vader's best Stormtroopers, not a, a buffed-up version of these specific guys from the lore. 
Uh, it's a it's a troop rotation. You you go to different different battalions so you can get some more experience. Yep. <laughs> All right. All right. Next up. What are we, we got moving on to next? Second sister. Mm. Yeah, I saw Saber Orbit got limited to three figures. Yes. Which was she was she regularly getting more than three? Uh, it wasn't about whether she was regularly doing it. It's just about it's too. It was too much of a power spike when she did, um, mm. and it was too easy to do it twice in a row with um, with okay. uh, activation or with initiative swing. I was gonna say if you get got by this once, it's because you position poorly. But if she gets to do it, you know, twice with initiative swing, I think uh, you you make a good point there. Yeah, three. it's the it's the two in a row that is so killer, and mm-hmm. like sometimes you don't realize you've set up a position where she can, because the force leap is so good. Like I always get got by her having force leap. I keep forgetting she has that, and then I mean I've not gotten got by this saber orbit. Although I did get got by it, was, but it was just two two targets. But like if you just leave, you can leave an opening where you have four targets. You know that's already going to be really bad for you. Um, yeah, it's just a, the power spike was too high for a five-point figure. Like, we don't want five points to be doing that much value where they're... Like, we saw in that game, that short, that won the game pretty much on the spot. Uh, and the second sister player even made some mistakes here and there where they didn't maximize the damage they were dealing um, with their surge abilities against Zillow Technique. They would have killed more stuff more efficiently there. They could have... Um, and what was he saying? Uh, um, so yeah, so you can only do three, and three was kind of the number where we were like, what number should she be happy with? Like, what number are you happy getting a saber orbit in a game? And three was kind of the number, and then we were like, okay, four is too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, that's, two's kind of a little too little. Yeah, two is too too little. You're not getting enough value. You should just be doing her normal attack. I remember now I was gonna, what I was going to mention was that thing you said about if you get, if you create a situation or allow it to happen to you where second sister is able to do that to you, then it's on you. Um, I have heard that argument before for Sabs. I've heard that argument many times for buff, buffing Sabs, Rebel Sabs. Mm-hmm. And yet, people do it all the time. Even the and the people that have argued me that like you shouldn't let Sabs blast you have gotten blasted by Sabs. So it's just it happens, and it shouldn't be so punishing that you lose the game on the spot because you made one mistake. True, true. Well, that's why I said when you know I think you you deserve a you know decent amount of punishment if you let this happen. But I think. Two caveats to that is one, getting this off twice is too devastating with mm-hmm. the initiative swing. Two, whereas with sobs, that's kind of like how you build a list. You know, it's not that devastating if you have sobs and they're not running Kotun and Murn and everything to power them up. Uh, but with Second Sister, she kind of does that by herself. The rest of the list could be force users, they could be hunters, they could be technicians, they could be anything else. But, like, you're mispositioning for one five-point figure, and that shouldn't cost you the whole game. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Um, At least with Sobs, that's, like, your whole list when when that kind of happens. Also, she has dark energy, 
so she can actually set it up. Oh, she even can more. force it. Yeah, she can force yeah. the issue more than Sabs can. So yeah, true. It's a little bit too efficient for being able to do all that. So I think, you know, I wasn't I wasn't sure if this was even needed, but even now just talking about it, like all the ideas that I've had are coming together and being like, yeah, I think this is the right. This was a, a needed change for her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can start to see that. She didn't only get nerfed; she actually got a buff to her command card, Force Drain. Yeah, let me see. This was one, wasn't it? Two points before? Uh, no, it was one point before. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, oh, is it extended range? That's one of the changes. And it does one extra damage now? Yep. Yep, so Force Drain. Uh, now it says choose a hostile figure within two spaces, and that figure suffers three damage. And then still becomes stunned and weakened, and you gain you recover three damage if you target a Force user with it. Yeah. Hmm. That's really cool. That's that's good. That's a good card. <laughs> Um, I think the, the card might feedback, be too good. Huh? That card might be too good. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Uh, it's actually been doing pretty well at finishing off figures for Second Sister, but it requires a lot of setup, and I think people are avoiding putting it in their deck because the original one that could only target adjacent hostile figures, it was too close to being an attack. Um, so it was mm -hmm. often like, why would I... How would I do this instead of just attacking and dealing like three to five damage? So Yeah. Now it kind of extends. Well it, it does stun and weaken, which is pretty can be kind of devastating. Yeah, I've mostly seen people use it to deal the last two points of damage to things. So mm. and I think that's what people have commented too, is like, I don't really care about the stun and weaken because I'm only gonna use this if it's gonna kill the thing I'm targeting. Um which is just how damage effects like that work. You always, you don't want to just deal damage to things randomly without killing them, because then you don't know if you're wasting that damage. Um, but that's kind of the idea of the stun and weakened is like trying to encourage that more different playstyle of like go ahead and use this on that full health Vader because you'll actually get some value out of it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, we'll, we'll watch this one. I think maybe the damage, the amount of damage it deals is probably the knob to tweak on this one, but I think the re being able to reach a hostile figure within two spaces, so kind of effectively giving her reach for one um, action, is was a good change. Yeah, I do agree with that. I think that the range helps uh, for all those situations where you're one short and you want to get off some damage. Mm -hmm. uh, if anything, that damage knob looks like you could tweak it again. Yeah. If but I, I also like that the damage uh, matches the damage that you recover from it too. Mm -hmm. I just that was kind of weird to me at first. So it was like you deal two damage, but you recover three damage. Yeah. Uh, but but the, yeah. Well, I mean the the whole recovery is kind of situational. That's only going to work in a few matchups. Some matchups, not a few. Yeah. Alright, and finally we are getting into Scum, so we're going to be talking about Gar Saxon here. This will be a fun one, let's see if you can name the changes on this one. Well, he gained a health. Uh, his 
Flamethrower got renamed to Gar Saxon's Flamethrower, and it now discards a power token instead of weakening. Yep, although it didn't weaken before. Oh, he lost his search for plus two. It's a plus one. Yes. And he gets plus one damage. Okay. Well, that's a that's a number of changes. Yeah, there's one more. There's one? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Whenever you spend a block token while defending, apply plus one to the defense results. That's the same. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, Jason, let's face. Discard's power token. Um... Yeah, I don't think I, I know. Did, did his accuracy surge get debuffed? Uh, yes, he didn't have an accuracy surge. He had plus two ah. accuracy. So that is oh. now a surge ability. Oh, okay. So yeah, let's list all the changes for Garsaxon. This Gar is a number of changes, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Garsaxon, so he his health went from 8 to 9, mm -hmm. like you mentioned. Uh, he now has an innate plus one damage, but his surge for plus two damage has gone down to surge for plus one damage. His right. innate plus two accuracy is now a surge for plus two accuracy. And his his flamethrower ability has been renamed, like you said, and now it also discards one power token from each target in addition to dealing one damage and one strain. Um, it did not used to weaken, it just was one oh. damage, one strain originally. Oh, so now it's stronger. Cool. Yes. Cool. So he's pretty much been buffed across the board except for the surge for plus two and the plus two accuracy. I mean, the the surge for plus two is still technically kind of a buff because he got half of that. He gets half of that up front even if he can't surge. It's it a buff to himself. Commander. Yeah. yeah. Debuffs everyone, Commander. And then the accuracy. Um, did he have too much, or are you trying to, like, make up for the extra health by encouraging him to get closer to the fray? Uh, yes, is the answer to that question. Um, he was... So his attack was already really good without the plus one damage added. Uh, mm -hmm. So this is a way to kind of temper that with saying, okay, you need to get closer now if you want to have guaranteed accuracy, like really close, within two to three uh, spaces. Or you're probably going to have to give up some damage if you want to get your attack to hit. Um, and then the other benefit is that there are a lot of, there are some mobile figures that really want that search for accuracy that don't have it. And so this is uh, a nod to those. So those would be Probe Droids and Sabine. Um... Mm -hmm. I think most of the other mobile figures already have a good uh, accuracy surge. Uh, Not the Nexu. Yeah, Nexu really wants that. <laughs> uh, the Nexu is the one that gains the least from Airborne Commander, I think, because he's so yeah. unlikely to roll surges. Although he does gain the most from if he can get personal combat shield. Um, he's really True. good with that. But True. that's a... That's another one. So yeah, um, Gar Saxon. He was he's been doing well. Uh, it's just some of those issues with the health being too low is the feedback we keep getting, um, and then 
the other one was the flamethrower was a, an, an issue because number one it had the same name as Boba's flamethrower but mm-hmm. it didn't do the same thing and it also was confusing with his command card yeah um, and then the other problem was nobody was using his flamethrower it just it wasn't good enough to give up an attack and it was just so unlikely because he was a mobile figure that you needed to keep safe to buff the rest of your list like he was never just standing in the middle of the fight spamming attacks and flamethrowers without moving away uh, so this is a attempt to entice players a little more to try and use it um, if you can get it off and discard like three or four power tokens with it uh, it, it, I think it would be quite tempting to use it instead of an attack. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think those situations will come up often, but I think that it will come up enough that you will find yourself having to actually make a choice instead of the current choices, why would I ever use Flamethrower? I'm just going to shoot somebody instead. You're going to have to make choices. You're going to have to choose... Yeah, that's the whole thing about... That's like game design in a nutshell, is you want to give people meaningful choices. Yeah, choose a strategy, like you have to choose a side. Oh, okay, I get what you're doing. (laughs) Wow. So let's choose a side. This is our actually our final card. We got through these pretty quick. Um, Yeah. So this is Gar Saxon's command card. So can you tell what has changed? Well, it costs one point now. And it reflects uh, Gar Saxon's changed flamethrower game. Yes, so this was a three-point card originally, now one point. Um, It's used during your activation. During this round, friendly mobile figures gain one of the following abilities based on your army affiliation. And if you're scum, you gain his personal combat shield ability. And if you are an empire list, then all mobile figures will gain his Gar Saxon's flamethrower ability. Um, this is part of why we went for the discarding power tokens also we were trying to so when we had to rename the ability we were like okay well let's let's give it something cool to make it unique right like you know Din's flamethrower lets him move two spaces before he does it Boba's flamethrower lets him spend two movement points to use it so we were trying to come up with something that would make his Gar Saxon's flamethrower unique um and we had to we had to keep choose a side in mind because we didn't want it to be something that scaled, um, like scaled well with spamming the flamethrower. So something that has diminishing returns. Okay, discarding power token. If you spam it with this card, you know your opponent's gonna run out of power tokens pretty quickly. Right. Right. Yeah. And then that's that's a lot of damage across the board. Yeah, but that was the other thing too. Is the co- the feedback we got, and I actually did a lot of focus testing trying to get choose a side to work because I, I couldn't get it to go off in uh, pre-release play testing, but we still thought that it was dangerous enough that it needed to be three points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I finally got it off, got it to go off in a game, and it was just like. Uh, I'd still rather just be attacking with these mobile figures than using the flamethrower. Which is, you know, problematic in itself. It's like, why do I put this card in my deck? Yeah. But it was also like, 
that's another reason we need to kind of buff this flamethrower ability and make it a little more palatable to using instead of an attack. Um, right. Right, but do you think going from three to one was... Uh, what's the word? Appropriate? Or... You think two might be the sweet spot? Because uh, now it can be Aphrod. Yes, that is. It can be Aphrod. Um, but yeah, I actually think it is appropriate. I mean, I thought a lot about it, and we've talked a lot about it. The rest of the steering committee is a little bit more hesitant, I think, on this one going down to one for this the reason you just gave because you can Aphrod it. Mm -hmm. um, also, because you can stack it with fuel upgrade. Mm -hmm. uh, but my reasoning was, and I think a few people in the community also kind of pointed this out, is, number one, this card is a worse, a weaker version of fuel upgrade. It's just straight up weaker across the board in that, specifically for scum, um, right, you're you're getting a defense bonus, but only when, I, when you can spend a power token to fuel it, versus fuel upgrade, which is just always on for the whole round. Um, and also the timing restriction is difficult because you have to activate Gar first if you want to get the full value out of this. Because it's not a start of round, it's during Gar's activation. Right. So it's weaker than fuel upgrade because you're also not getting the speed boost. So I felt like two points for this, the way it's worded now, would not feel appropriate. Uh, and then for the flamethrower side, you still have the action cost on the flamethrower. So that yeah. is an additional cost per unit, per use, um, which adds up, you know. So you might, yeah. honestly, you're probably going to, you'd be very lucky if you got two flamethrowers and didn't, only gave up one attack to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, that doesn't feel like two points of value to me. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, this is a card that kind of looks like it's a game changer, but it, in practice, it seems like it's too hard to... In practice, Personal Combat Shield might be the more scary version of half of this card. Yeah, I think so, actually. Especially if you can get it... If you use him with, like, a Nexu, as I mentioned, because mm. then you're getting the cunning... You're getting the combo of the shield and the cunning together. Um, and then, obviously, with Boba, uh, you're getting the bonus if you've got some block tokens on Boba Fett. You're gonna, he's pretty much invincible for a round, at least for two attacks, right? Because you're going to run right. out of power tokens. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, like you said, this card looks dangerous on paper, but it looks way more dangerous than it actually plays out, and I think a lot of people notice that when they try to use it. So I, I think it's correct at one point. Obviously, we'll see if it's broken. Hopefully, people try this out with Afra and Gar, and um, whatever they can get to use the uh, the flamethrower. So, um, I just came up with a role question for this card. Mm. Uh, so we talked about just business earlier, and how we, you know, you guys kind of changed it so that you don't have to ask the question, what if someone gets professional twice? But this card gives Gar Saxon, a, let's say, a second copy of Gar Saxon's Flamethrower. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. We were supposed to change this to other, so I guess that's another typo. Yeah, okay. Well, there, so, yeah, there it should you go. be other friendly mobile figures, so I'll go ahead yeah, and change that, that one sense. before we update it. I okay, remember that cool. came up in, in our discussion. Yeah. Good. Good. All right. Good well, stuff. that is it. Yeah. That's good stuff. So um, for all you guys listening, the article explains each of the changes. So that'll be going up on the 29th on Sunday. Or no, the 28th on Sunday. Um, so it should be up if you're listening to this. So you can go to i-continuityproject.com to check that out. Yeah, and then uh, we'll see you guys for some 8.1 games. Yes, looking forward to it. Thanks, and thank you to everybody who has been really on the ball on submitting game logs. I've been seeing a lot more coming in with more regularity, and it's made it a lot easier to track game results, but also to give me to let me you know so I can actually look at games on my time that I'm free and um, report back to the committee on like what's going on and what people are doing in their games. And uh, your community challenge is to make a rebel list without Baze Malbus. <laughs> well, we want people to keep playing him because we want to get yeah, testing true. results. So so don't true. stop playing Baze if you like Baze. Just make sure you <laughs> test his 8.1 version and let us know if it's, if it's still good or not. Yep, true. True. But I, I would also say I wouldn't worry too much about the, the win rate on, on base yet. I don't know how big your sample size is, but I know I've played two Season 8 games, and I played Baze twice, and I was playing against people that were newer to the game than I was both times. Uh, so that's a little bit of contribution to that win rate. And currently we have a sample size of 23 Baze games that weren't mirror matches. Hmm. So pretty decent actually for our for our standards yeah that's a lot all right well let's cut it off here thank you everybody for listening um and uh wesley do you have anything you want to plug yeah i do still make videos on my youtube channel even if i don't stream all the times i say i'm going to <laughs> um Typically, it's more reliable if you check the channel and you see there is, like, a, a thumbnail and, like, a queued up, like, yeah, this is going to happen at this time. That That's when I've committed to doing it uh, for that time. But uh, I think also want to shout out your own shorts. Those, those have been really cool. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I hope people are enjoying those. I've got uh, another game from the May 6th tournament going up. It's going to be myself against Tim. That was played IRL. Took me a long time to edit, a longer time to render, <laughs> um, but that'll be fun for folks that want to check out a FFG meta game. Nice. Right, I've got some catching up to do for your channel. Huh? Oh yeah, there's a lot of content going out. Yeah. Yep. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll catch you next time. Stay frosty.